that might warm you up here, uh, to give you a clue here, there are 47 billion uh, people on planet Earth at the moment. If you go on one of these sort of like Google app type things, you can actually just see the whole numbers rattling up there. And it, to be honest with you, it's 47 plus a bit. So the, the, we're talking about a global picture of people living on planet Earth. And that really confused me because then I thought about all the conversations that we have between people, but also there's this technological world uh, that we live in as well, and uh, this virtual world. And just to warm you up this morning, I'm going to give you some facts. Now, some of you will, who are into numbers will think, oh, brilliant, some facts can... Now, look, this is not given to you this morning, so during the sermon, you can work things out mathematically, all right? I want you to stay with me. But just for those of you who love figures, okay, tweets, here we go, every second, every second, 7,601 tweets are made. On Skype calls every second, there are 2,570 2, Skype calls made. Now, this is a big number, and I could get my head around this one, technologically, but there we go. On emails sent every second, there are 2,586,232,000,000. I just can't get my head around that. And I thought, look here, you've got to keep it really simple this morning. Okay, Why do I need to uh, converse with people? And I thought, well, do you know what, I'm going to go back to the Bible. And it's really easy to get this, and I hope you get it, because I got it. In Acts chapter 1 okay, and verse 8, it says, because the disciples are saying, Lord, when are you going to be like bringing in the kingdom? When's it coming? But Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, okay, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Stay with me. Samaria will come up again, so look out. And also Judea will as well. But this idea... We are just to be witnesses, and I got that. That's all we've got to do, guys, is just be witnesses. I think we can all do that. So why do I need to converse? Okay, I think we need to converse with people and just be witnesses and be real with people. And I thought, do you know what? I really want a little bit of an encouragement here because sometimes I get a bit down. And I thought of Ephesians 2 and chapter verse 10, and it said, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians. Now, that word handiwork and workmanship means poema, which means a masterpiece. So I'd like you, please, if you moment, if you could do this. I've never done this in a church before, but we'll go for it. How about just turning to the person next to you, tapping them on the shoulder and saying, you're a masterpiece. Go. You're a masterpiece. Now, okay, 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 all right, okay, calm down. All right, okay, okay. Okay, okay. But listen, one of the important things is this, is that, whoa, whoa, come back, come back, masterpieces, come back, come back, come back, come back. Yeah. But isn't that, listen, isn't that sweet and nice, you know, to come to church and say, Dave, you're a masterpiece. Yeah? Well, say it back to me, because no one, no one's sung to me yet. Ah, oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, us. But isn't that nice, okay? We're all a masterpiece, and we're a work in progress, all right? We're not finished with yet. Are you Okay. Are you with me? Are you fine? Oh, okay. Just stay with me. I'm staying. Okay. So then, but then there's a guy called Justin Welby. Now, he's a great guy. Some of you may have heard of him. And he said, stay with me on this one. He said in 2016, I know we're in 2017, just bear with me. All right. But in 2018, there's what we call a Hope Initiatives. And just trying to get churches working together. Some of you may have heard about this initiative. And uh, he said very humbly that he quotes people. But I thought I'd quote him. 
Does that make sense? Because he says something really beautiful. He said, and I quote, we exist as God's people to enable the world to meet Jesus and make up their mind. I thought that was really powerful. Because people do, don't they? They have to make up their mind. And this morning, I thought, just a bit of fun, we would have a look okay, at uh, the uh, Samaritan woman who meets Jesus at the well. And you'll be absolutely delighted that we're not going to go through exegesis because it's apparently the, the longest one in, trust me, to choosing John's Gospel, one of the longest conversations that Jesus had. But I discovered, as well as having the I am sayings in John's Gospel, okay, there are okay, there's seven signs, but there are also seven conversations. And this is the longest one. But this is where Jesus shares, he asks questions, and I think it would be quite a good question to ask ourselves. How do I converse with people? Okay, so let's just see if this clicker works, Brian. So those are the verses I just read out. Okay, so this is the uh, first one. How do I take action? Now, some of you may be very familiar with the story um, of the Samaritan woman, but I just wanted, just if I can, just mention a few things like about the backstory between the relationship between okay, the Samaritans and the Jews. You must understand that at the same time when Jesus was around, it, there was a population of Samaritans and Jews. Now, they were out in actual fact, geographically, I haven't got a picture this morning, maybe next time I'll get a picture for you, but geographically, they are smack bang in the middle, and then you've got the northern area, okay, which is the north, which is Galilee, and then you've got uh, Judea, okay, down south. So this is where the Samaritans were, geographically, in the middle of the country in Israel and Palestine. Now, the Samaritans emerged about 400 years BC before Christ. Now, they came out of Judaism, and one of the things that happened was that upset the Jews was that they actually set up their own temple worship in the north, and it's called Mount Gerizim. And the other thing they did was they actually took and worked with the old books of Moses. Now, the other thing that they did as well was they believed that they had the true temple, not like Jerusalem. So there was a severe split, a schism, if you like, if you like, between the two, between the Samaritans and also the Jews. And Jeremiah says of the Samaritans, he says, a little quote for you, we're at the bottom of the ladder of the social stratification. And so they were. But taking action, how can we do that? How do I converse today with people? Now, having just looked at this whole passage, I literally just want to just take a few moments just to have a look at just one verse, and it's verse 4. Now, he had to go through Samaria, and this is quite important. So, instead of actually Jesus going around Samaria, which was deemed unclean, particularly if there were Samaritan women living in Samaria, it was deemed unclean. So, the Jews would go around, but Jesus very purposefully, went through Samaria. And he sits down. He's tired. And he sits at that well. And I thought, Ian, how can we be deliberate and intentional about sharing Jesus? I think just sometimes we need to take action. And that's what Jesus did. We need to maybe go and visit someone. Maybe we need to put our own plans on the back burner, if that makes sense, and spend time with people. And that can be quite helpful to others. Next one is, we need to engage with people 
about everyday things. And now, this is very powerful. In verse 7, it says, he says, will you give me a drink? You've got Jesus sitting there at the well, and you've got the Samaritan woman coming out and meeting Jesus. Now, immediately, she is going to know that she is unable to speak to Jesus. But later on in the conversation, he says to this woman, there is something which is more important, which is this eternal water that he talks about that will bubble up inside. And he himself is saying that I am that Messiah. And during this conversation, which we haven't got time to look at, which Diane very beautifully read out to us this morning, she comes to the conclusion that he is the Messiah. And I've put on here, we need to engage with people about everyday things. And I think that we can do that ourselves, as Jesus met with the Samaritan woman. We can talk about music. We can talk about our own TV programmes, maybe, that we've been watching recently. Maybe what about what people are eating? Maybe taking an interest in people. But I just want to encourage you this morning that not every conversation that we have is going to be that moment where they come to Christ. We need to spend time with people, engaging with people about everyday things. Like Jesus, he listened to people, he talked to people, and he shared his life with them. Also, thirdly, this idea about sharing Jesus. In verse 26, Jesus declared, I, the one who am speaking to you, am he. And verse 28, I just want to just for a moment focus on this little phrase. The Samaritan woman makes up her mind and recognises, because of the things that Jesus says to her about this living water, she does something. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything that I did. Could this be the Messiah? I just want to, if I can, just for a moment, just pause there. The whole time when Jesus was there, he was talking to her, looking into her eyes. She was he was spending time with her. And she came to a conclusion that Jesus was that Messiah. She brought to that well that pot, she left it there at Jesus' feet. And sometimes we think of things that we can bring to Jesus, to God today, our lives. It was almost as if she had placed that pot at Jesus' feet. She left everything that she thought was worthless and everything. She turned around and then went running home to uh, Samaria to that village that she had come from. And she talked, not about the pot, not about the water, about Jesus, about Jesus. Because it was Jesus who changed her life. It was Jesus. Jesus was pointing to someone and to something greater, himself, because he was the Messiah. And she recognized Jesus as her Messiah in leaving that earthenware pot, her worldly life behind and wanting to leave for a moment Jesus behind, but taking that good news and going and talking to people 
And I found that very powerful. So how do we share Jesus? As a challenge for you, as I ask this question, as a challenge for me, what's my faith story? I can talk to you about that moment where I was singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound I once was. Now you said it, but do you know what? When I heard that voice, that I couldn't sing that word lost. So my testimony goes back to that moment where I said to the Lord, I'd heard the story before. I'd heard it thousands of, I was it, hundreds of times. But that night, I couldn't sing those words. And I spoke to someone afterwards. I said, look, I don't know what's going on here, but do you know what? I couldn't sing those, verse, those words. How sweet the sound. I once was lost. But now... I have been found. That's crazy, actually. I was probably like the Samaritan woman, actually. I actually went up the Guildford High Street, and I met the youth leader, and quite stupidly now, looking back on it, well, no, actually, not stupidly at all, actually, because it changed my life. But I actually went up and I said, Paul, you wouldn't believe last night I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Saviour. And stupidly enough, he gave me a big hug, bless him, dear Paul. You know? He said, great, Ian. That's really great news. Okay, and my life, I'm not going to say it was turned upside down, but there's a lot of stuff that I had to sort out. Okay, but that's my testimony. And my testimony isn't finished yet. As an encouragement to you this morning, your faith and your testimony isn't finished yet. Because we've got to have some conversations, haven't we? Yeah? So we want to be people like the Samaritan woman who can just say, look, I'm leaving it here, Lord. I want to go and tell some other people, but I want to honour you. I want to do your work now, Lord. I think I found that most challenging when I was sharing and thinking about this. Now, this is an interesting one. Oh, here we come to the crunch point, Ian. Who do I converse with? Now, I found in my life this really hard. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I know that you're doing this great course. It's really brilliant. Um, I've seen a little bit about it. But do you know what? If there was ever a mantra, I want to say to you today, I care an awful lot. And I think that should be our testimony. Why do we care? Because we care about what Jesus has done for us on the cross. It's good news, and we want to share that in any way, shape, or form. And I just want to share with you just this last week, um, someone actually came up to me and said, Oh, Ian, um, I don't believe in God, but I believe in Jesus um, who looks after me. And he said, What do you think of that? And I said, Well, I've got a bit of a problem actually with that. Uh, but how I've made the connection is that I believe that God is connected with Jesus, that Jesus is God. And that somehow, Jesus isn't just looking after me, um, he's actually helping me to live for him. And this person then said to me, oh, that's good, thank you. And then went away, all right? But I'm trying to encourage you this morning, we need to have conversations and to be open to just sharing our testimony and just giving some people some help along the way. And as I conclude this morning... Who do I converse with? Here's a question for you. 
I'm in conversation with. I'm in conversation with. Now, I don't know who you are conversing with at the moment. Who do you know? At home? At work? And when you maybe go away on holiday? Who are the people that you are conversing with? Let's just forget about the 47 billion, if I can just dare say that to you for the moment. But can we just maybe just ask God to help us, wherever we live, wherever we go, whatever we do, that God will use us where we are. And I think if we're open to God with that type of prayer and saying, Lord, we know that you have created the world. You've created those 47 billion people. We're in the world. We're living in the world. But Lord, will you just help us to reach someone else just along the step of the way? Will you help us? Will you sort of like come alongside us? I want to encourage us all. As I encourage you this morning, I want to encourage myself to think about who am I reaching? It should not be something that we can't manage. We're just asked to be witnesses. We're just being asked to follow the Lord, to work things out, dare I say it, in fear and in trembling. And I hope I can put this up uh, for you this morning. We're going to be singing in just a few moments. Um, probably, I'll come clean. Okay, it's my favourite chorus at the moment, so I'll come clean. All right, so it's called Jesus Messiah. And for me, there's a chorus in there. It's got some just beautiful words, which we'll be singing in a moment. And uh, after we've sung Jesus Messiah, just to let you know where we're going with the service now, after singing Jesus the Messiah, um, Lena's going to be coming up and praying, and then that will take us into communion. But I'd like us, and this includes me as well this morning, to be using this very famous hymn, which some of you may well know. It's a very ancient hymn, and it's got some beautiful words. And also, it can incorporate all of us this morning. Because it's a prayer asking the Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Take me, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Let them flow ceaselessly praise. Take my love, take my Lord, I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself, and I will ever only all for thee. For thee. Ever only all for thee. There's some more lines to that as well. But I just thought if I put that out now, and as we're singing that, right at the very end, having shared communion together, it would just give us time to, to ask the Lord, as we come to communion, Lord, help me to converse with others. Use me. Take me and use me. Amen. And now we're going to...